0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot
1: com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In this special mailbag edition of the 23 Personnel podcast, we talk about the best food condiment in the pantry, why Labar's food takes are always such trash, what our favorite cooking, grilling, implement tools are, the Coliseum Auditorium, the vote to abandon that building, what new restaurants Michael and I might try, and even some sports-related questions, the mailback edition of the 23 Personnel Podcast starts right now. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Questions time. We got lots of responses this week lots of questions submitted thanks Michael for staying on top of it getting the, the call out there on Monday um, gosh okay there's one two three four questions regarding food
0: yeah I think people I think we uh, scratch people <laughs> where they itch
1: sometimes so let's let's actually start with the uh, sports related go to counterproductive at Paxton CD we'll Cliff Kingsbury wears sunglasses and a hat for his next indoor interview. If it's in the practice facility, I'm gonna say yes.
0: I hope so. I hope he does, because this has caused a lot of people to point out and lash out at uh, at a man who's just conscious of UV protection. So I hope he does. I hope he wears it just to you, you just to bother to bring the up haters. The UV
1: protection from the. Someone as fair-skinned as yourself.
0: You see me. I'm, I'm sitting here in a white t-shirt. Oh, you're wearing a
1: shirt? I couldn't tell.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was my point. Aside from um, me being as red as the clock on the wall and back behind me, there's really no color on this on this skin. So, uh, I'm all for the sunglasses and hat. And he was obviously coming in from outside, and they just put a mic in his face, so... You know. Yeah, and
1: I, I, I'm going to be there with you on giving him the benefit of the doubt. One, on days where they're inside, they also practice outside. They practice both. they And they're in the stadium. They're in the facility. That facility has a lot of natural light. So even if they spent the entire time in there, there's a lot of light there. You could still be wearing sunglasses and not feel like out of place, not like you're in a in a dark office with dark sunglasses, like you're trying to hide a hangover or something. <laughs> I don't think he's doing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's he's trying to cover anything up. Um, Yeah,
0: I hope he does. I hope he wears another one, just so just so uh, everybody'll. watch Kingsbury wearing a hat? Then I'll just I'll (laughs) just be like, yeah,
1: because he's the best. That's why you just want to like watch the world burn. (laughs) All right. So he had a basketball question. Is Zaire coming back?
0: We will not know till June, unfortunately. Um, that's going to be a long, anxious wait. I would really be surprised if he did. It, it seems like there's a... You know, he's projected to go in the first round for sure. Depending on where you see it, it's like 13 to 24. I don't know. He's been projected all sorts of places. So
1: wait, so I, I get there's only two rounds in the NBA draft, but I think if you're going to be drafting the first round of any draft... Yeah. it's a fairly safe assumption to say he's gonna go
0: and that means so what does that mean if he is drafted is it kind of like uh, was it Mahomes drafted in baseball or mm-hmm. okay and so he twice. just yeah he just turned it down is that what Zaire would would do he would just
1: no so I, I don't think he can be drafted and then turn it down I think that's baseball only I think he has to declare whether or not he wants to go into the draft before the draft. Now, okay. So he's he's starting the process without an agent, uh, which retains his amateur status, meaning he can go through this pre-draft um, process. I keep saying that word. He can go through all of that without an agent, decide that he hears back from the NBA saying, you need all these things to work on before you're a serious NBA contender. At that point, he could decide, no, I don't want to into the draft maybe he hears lots of good things like no nah, I'm going to go ahead and, and go and make some money become a professional again I think with how high he's projected to go that he's likely going to go
0: yeah and, and I, I don't see why he would change his mind um, you know unless unless something comes up later or I just don't see it I, I really think we've seen the last of him at Tech and that's not a bad thing I mean,
1: no, it's going to help off. your, your program. It's going to help your, yeah, uh, you know, in terms of recruiting, say, Hey, we get guys to the NBA. Um, yeah, this was a one and done guy that you didn't have any expectation of that coming into the season, um, which I think is one, uh, credit to recruiting and uh, evaluation from the staff. So if they, if the staff is coming after you, you know, that you're a pretty legit dude, whether you have five stars behind your name or not. Right. Um, and then coaching and, and um improvement that you go from, you know, a, a three star guy to, you know, top fifteen in the NBA draft in one year.
0: Yeah, I I'm really I'm excited for him. I, I'm anxious to see where he goes and I I'll follow him wherever he goes and, and try to keep up with him and hopefully he'll uh he'll do well. I I'm, I'm a little worried that he's going to kind of uh, one of my friends brought this up actually adam brought this up that he could kind of end up in a d league somewhere for a while or cuz he's not ready to play nba basketball in october you know that's he's just not and even if we see him on the court it's not going to be for a couple of years i don't think and Uh, my friend brought up the fact that that he kind of brought that up and and I agree with him that it's just I I still don't think it's wrong for him to go just because it's such an opportunity and who knows what could happen in college Uh, you know knock on wood something terrible could happen injury wise next year and then you miss out on this chance
1: which is what we'll get to in our next question
0: (laughs) right and so we kind of uh, you know I'm for him going if someone will draft him but I don't know if that's I just hope it works for him. I hope it works the best for him. I hope he finds some coaches and uh, develops well and gets on a, you know, an NBA roster within the next couple of years. And then next thing you know, he's starting for somebody. So I, I hope that's the way it goes. But I don't see it happening immediately. He's not going to be, uh, you know, like Lonzo Ball or something and just show up starting for the Lakers next year.
1: That ball family's ridiculous. No, so selfishly, I would want Zaire to be uh, at Texas Tech next year. Um, but I do what, I, I mean, I wish for him, I wish the best for him, that whatever he does is going to be uh, most advantageous to him, whether that's going to the NBA and, and maybe not starting, but still earning money and, you know, acclimating to the that. I mean, we saw Ben Simmons do that mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Um, and then he comes out and declares himself the rookie of the year. He's like, you're not really a rookie, dude. This is year two. Like, granted, you didn't play last There's no distance
0: too far for the perfect trip.
1: <laughs> Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
1: Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
0: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
1: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express.
0: Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
0: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in.
1: Oh, burger time.
0: So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
1: I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort, meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Last year. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so the another question that Counterproductive asked, how can we get Gingery back for his senior year? And I think it's the same kind of thing. If it's advantageous for him to come back and improve his draft stock somehow, then yeah, you do that. We, we hear a lot of people... That have had this surgery, the Tommy John surgery, it's fairly commonplace for pitchers um, to have this. They come back just as strong, if not better. Um, it takes some time, which is where I think may lead him away from coming back from his senior year. That he could just roll the dice and hope that a uh, you know an MLB team knows how good he was. Knows they're going to have to take a little bit of a flyer and an investment with him and say, okay. We know you won't be ready for this first season, or maybe the first half of the season. Um, you know whether it's minor league or up in the double A or triple A, kind of waiting for a spot. Um, I I just I don't think he comes back because of how long the recovery is for this. Even though it may it may help him his draft, but I think you know even then, the recovery for that is just too long.
0: Isn't it usually a year? Really?
1: Sorry, I'm looking it up.
0: Yeah, I, I'm afraid we've we might have seen the last of him too in a Red Raider uniform. And <laughs> counterproductive had a follow up question question regarding that, and he says, uh, "Can we sabotage the scouting report? If there's an if there's any way we could sabotage the Gingery." Scouting Report, Spencer, what would you put in there to uh what would um, you do to sabotage it maybe maybe some really untangible stuff like you know not a team player uh really looks out for number one um I don't know i can I can't even think of anything good. It'd be hard to sabotage that scouting report, man, because it's not even scouting, it's records now. It's just all, uh, there's There's games played, there's all sorts of stats to look at, and I'm sure there will be some sort of scouting when he's uh, able to pitch again in front of some some people, but it's going to be a while till he can do that. Do you find anything?
1: Okay. Yeah, this is from mlb.com. How long does it take to return to competitive throwing following surgery? The average pitcher returns to game action 12 to 16 months after surgery.
0: There you go. So is it I, I was like I thought it was at least a year.
1: So competitive throwing I would think would be I mean maybe that that's like in-game throwing. But to me, that means like you're gearing up for a season. And if you're gearing up for a season in March, um, you're, you're, you're missing a significant part of the college season. Uh, you may be missing a month or so of the the professional season. I, I just don't think with that kind of timeline that he would be back at Tech. I don't know what you do to keep him here. Because like I said, I don't think he would, he would even have time to pitch here to help his draft stock. Yeah.
0: I I think the timing is the is the worst part of it all. Um I, mean, I don't know, maybe maybe we convince him to fail some classes or something. <laughs> but
1: he doesn't need to be academically eligible to
0: go to the MLB. No, I know, but maybe uh maybe he's got a a mom who he promised he'd get his degree before he went pro and and we need him to Yeah, okay, there we go. That's it. That's how you get in there. If if you have a class with him, you know, maybe uh, sick you your dog. Offer to on take his homework. notes
1: for him and then don't ever do it.
0: <laughs> right. Never show up.
1: Give him a fake name. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's all Finally, he up. asks Will Tadlock write the offensive ship and win back to back to back? So while the team is struggling offensively, it seems like they still lead the conference in basically every offensive statistic there is. So it's struggling to see this team get shut out for some games, uh, struggle against Kansas when you score three runs to they 17. But you lead in like you're an average um, in home runs, I believe. I, I have to look all this stuff up, and I'm, I don't have it pulled up. You, you just hear a lot of me bang on the keyboard. I think what's hurting Tech right now is inconsistent pitching or the offense going into slumps at the absolute worst times. like you got a one run performance from Davis Martin and um and Bullpen and you lose that game. Like you gave up one run and you lost the game. Like, like literally you couldn't have given up any less and, and and like still lost the game. It
0: kinda it kinda you shadows were, back me. to football last year where defense would get three stops in a row.
1: And your offense is like, We're gonna punt we're, the ball we're gonna, go gonna three it too. Yeah. Or we're gonna we're gonna drive down the field and miss a field goal and
0: yeah. Yeah. Just something terrible happens. Just can't get it. Can't get it going on both sides. Um,
1: yeah. So, I mean, there's always a time to get some of that consistency stuff worked out. You've got Shedder coming back. Obviously, Gingery's not. Your, your pitching's there. Uh, there to win the conference? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to take some, some improvement, I think, because like I said, you you've already started behind the eight ball. You're, your second or third in the conference at five and 4 which is not really stellar. You're getting your schedule is ramping up; it's backloaded. So, if you're going to be catching up and making some some headway in, in the in the conference race, you need to be doing it now. Stringing together series wins, series sweeps, going back to back to back—at least you know April 10th looks unlikely. Yeah but you don't have to win the conference to get into a regional or super regional. So there's that. That's true. I'm good with that one. All right. Let's move on to the, the nonsensical part of the questions. Okay. Yeah. So start this at the is, top we are. We are <laughs>
0: done with sports at this point. So just for uh, entertainment and food. Yeah. So stick around for more of the 23 personnel
1: culture podcast culture corner. Yeah, if you want sports, come back next week. Yep, we're done. (laughs) All right, from the Daniel Swanberg. Best food condiment in the pantry. I want to go first. Yeah, please do. Um,
0: We had a Slack chat the other day where Mike shared his disdain for ketchup and used the word basic to describe it, which...
1: (laughs) That is like the millennialist... (laughs) It's not even, no, it's not even millennial. It has to be like the next generation. we got to have
0: Mike back on here because he just loves to shut down any of our food,
1: any of our food but takes. that's the thing is like he's got the worst food takes out of anybody. He's talking <laughs> about Brahms being the best regional chain. You're like, dude, what, are you, hey, what well, is you doing? Well, in no disrespect to
0: ketchup, um, I'm thinking the, the way I'm going to answer this is the condiment that I use the most at home. Like the thing I reach for the most and just put on stuff.
1: Which he did not put in the Slack chat, so I don't know what he's going for here.
0: Right. So my the best food condiment in the pantry at our house is Cholula. I love that stuff. That stuff can go on so many things. It can go on scrambled eggs, breakfast burritos, uh, like rice bowls, beans. I've even put it on black-eyed peas fajitas of course i mean Chalula's good stuff man and back to my friend adam who i talk about all the time he's the one who turned me on to it we bought like two huge things of it from costco a long time ago and we're still working on them and it's <laughs>
1: great um i will not disagree with you that a hot sauce is a good condiment up there in the pantry and again i'll have to figure out how literal is pantry because like there's a the condiment that i use a lot like you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, he's a child. Um, <laughs> but the hot sauce that I would turn to was Louisiana hot sauce. It's more of a vinegar. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm, I like I'm not it. a big fan of Cholula. I like Cholula better than like Tabasco. Oh
0: yeah, and which is Tabasco. I still yeah, I still like Tabasco sometimes. Patterns. If that's all they've got someplace, and I need just a little extra spice, like to put on a oh frito pie that's another good one um anyway yeah cholula hands down man that's that's the best food condiment in my pantry yeah i use so, it by far the most
1: i would say a hot sauce is more is probably the most um widespread used and that it can go on like, like you said just by anything this is where like i said i was talking about um Pantry? How literally are we going with pantry? Because the one I'm thinking of is needs to be refrigerated. Oh, and I think
0: that counts. It's just a condiment. I, I think pantry is a general. He just means in general, you know, best food kay. condiment. Because at your
1: house, again, the, the 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 toddler that I am, I will put ranch on basically anything. Uh, <laughs> but it has to be good ranch. I don't like bottled stuff. I actually have to make it myself with a um hidden valley powder
0: okay that's acceptable because i was about to rail on bottled ranch i can't stand the bottle
1: the only bottled ranch i like is from dion's
0: dion's bottled ranch is good um i've we've bought kins kins is tolerable hidden valley and craft are they're they're just awful it's just slime yeah It's, it's it's slime with no flavor people drench that drench pizza in it and it just makes me want to throw up. It's the grossest looking thing. It, it
1: has to be like I said, it has to be a good ranch. Like I don't Yeah. I, I haven't found a bottled ranch outside of Dion's that I can tolerate. So I'm either gonna make my own. Yep. Which is not saying much. It's milk mayonnaise in this mix. Um have Dion's if I'm at Dion's I'm hardly ever there. Or I reach for a hot sauce. Yeah. I, or a spicy ketchup. But that again, ketchup is even more it's not as wide it's not used as much on as many foods as just a regular hot sauce or ranch yeah ranch is I'm really
0: picky about mine I, I don't know that's a whole different combo <laughs> but yeah uh, definitely Cholula for me as far as at the house even though I do have spicy ketchup and jalapeno water burger ranch. jalapeno cream ranch
1: yeah and then uh, have to, I, I, I keep telling somebody it's like I have to go to United and get a bottle of each
0: you do have to, and I really, I really like. Uh, I call them fancy mustards because my wife doesn't like them. She likes yellow mustard if she's ever going to use mustard. But I like the Dijons and the spicy browns and uh, the Tabasco mustard. They had they had one I liked one time. Uh, so I like those for on a sandwich. You know, that's what I'll pick for a sandwich. Something like the that. The only
1: only fancy mustard I like is is a honey mustard. Every now and then, I'm not a big fan of Dijon or, or spicy brown. Um, the, there was a spicy, tricked-up version of mayo that I—it was a sriracha mayo—that was pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I would—I wouldn't mind that. I probably sriracha another hot sauce that's kind of—it's still better than Tabasco, but not something I'm reaching for first.
0: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of sriracha either. It's—it's it's overdone. But yeah, yeah, the oh, and guess guess who serves uh, chicken sandwiches and chicken wraps and stuff made from Cholula hot sauce? Your very own. Caprock Cafe ladies and gentlemen so come yeah, on by do. a f- non-official sponsor of the 23 Personnel Podcast
1: <laughs> still working to get that, that queso sponsorship yep yep it's it's in the works although so I finally got them to follow the the Twitter handle like a two months ago I was like eh, it's my time to reach out and I never did anything so. <sighs> well okay here's what we need
0: to do we need to go back to the restaurant do some social media posting and um then you might reach out because they may well, they may hit like or retweet or something.
1: And here's the other thing is I've noticed they actually spend quite a bit of money like on advertising and marketing. So oh, they do. They, they may not feel like they need to spend any more money on some piddly old podcast.
0: Or at the same token, they'd love to support some some local guys <laughs> just trying to make trying ends to make meet.
1: a buck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Brian Don Carlos, favorite cooking or grilling implement? I'm going to go first because it's lame. I'm going to just let Michael go and manhandle this one. I think the thing that I have found out that I like or rely on more and more is a good meat thermometer.
0: Oh, that's not lame at all. Continue. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No,
1: no. Just that, like, when you're cooking a steak, like... Okay, so I, I like to do the reverse sear, which you, you cook in the oven until you get to a certain temp, then you you either on the grill or on, on the stovetop. Um, to get the consistency. You have to get it to you know rare's what one hundred twenty five, or you pull yeah, it out of the which, oven one hundred twenty five, which isn't all that warm at all. <laughs> um, that obviously, if you're doing any kind of barbecue, you, you need one of these to make sure that you're 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 bringing your brisket up or other smoked delicious meats. Um, and of course, if you want to avoid salmonella and making sure your chicken's cooked, <laughs> you need to temp that. So that's, like I said, not like a super fancy or like a guy's gadget type of thing. Which um, they do have really cool meat thermometers. I'm not gonna lie, but that's that's the one that I I have found more and more uses for.
0: Man, I'm with you. I I had three things I thought of when Brian asked that. One of them I'd already talked about on the on my eats and bounds post was I have this old pan that was my mom's mom's. And I remember her making cornbread and like turkey and dressing and stuff in it. And that's always my grill pan. Like when I bring something in from the grill, I mean, it is, it's not the, it's not a pretty pan by any means, but I really like that pan. So that's one of my favorite things.
1: Speaking of there's one thing that I really want to have. I don't really like, I'm not looking forward to like the upkeep of it, but a, a good cast iron skillet. Yeah,
0: um, I have a, um, I got a flat or a cast iron pizza pan, but my grill is a Traeger and it doesn't quite get hot enough to do pizza, or at least it wasn't when it was cold this winter. So we might try to. Ooh, my grill's a Traeger. It is. It is a Traeger, <laughs> and so that goes into my next thing, which is to go off of yours. I have a wireless meat thermometer, which is just awesome that I can just carry around. On my belt, I can go all around the house.
1: On your and, belt, are you wearing it like a like a cell phone that like just yeah? Flo- oh my gosh! The must... other day, oh I was
0: true. I was in true dad mode the other day. Uh, the kid was asleep, taking a nap, and I had some. Uh, I can't remember what I had on the grill, but I had something on the grill, and so I had a meat thermometer clipped and the baby <laughs> monitor clipped. It was a oh, uh, wow. it was a proud moment. I'm sorry Um, I missed it. And I'm I'm one, if if it was socially acceptable for men of 34-ish to put your cell phone on a clip and put it on your pants and not be made fun of, I would totally do it because I hate having that damn thing in my pocket. I hate it. It, You're constantly moving it around. It just cramps my style. And anyway, that's another tangent. My other grilling implement that I like... um, I worked at a furniture store in my hometown that was uh, the same people owned a furniture store that owned a funeral home. And so I worked in both sides, but mainly the furniture store and they had a really cool deal. Great
1: combination.
0: Yeah, it was. They had a really cool deal one year where if you bought a recliner, I think it was for father's day.
1: Did you get a casket, please No. say casket.
0: Uh, No, they didn't have any of those (laughs) deals, but if you bought a recliner, you could get, uh, you get a grilling set with it, and so this was like o4 and it's the same grilling set I still use. It's got wood handles and stuff on it, and mm-hmm. it says Burke Line Recliners on the plastic case that it's in. So I'm pretty partial to that. It, there's not it's nothing super uh, groundbreaking about it, but I like I like that uh, set quite a bit.
1: Yeah, so a grill is definitely on our, our our wish list for items that we want to get now that we're settling into the new house. We actually, we we were super adults about this and like wrote out our priorities. Like, okay, so we need blinds. We need, yeah. we need a bed frame, which we still haven't gotten, but we need a mower for the grass that's still not growing. Yeah. So you've got some time. Yeah. Get the grill. You need to eat first. You can mow later. Well, no, I, I've got the mower. I just don't have Uh-oh. the grass. <laughs> oh, well. well, no. So, okay. Just, uh, there was a sale at like one of the big box stores this past week, like the Black Friday in spring. And the mower I wanted was like fifty dollars off. I was like, ah, might as well just get. I mean, I know which one I want. Might as well get it now. I like, uh, save fifty bucks. Win and save wrong. in air quotes. Um, so yeah, did, was that the the last item, or did you have one more? That was
0: it. All right, those are those are my three. I had.
1: All right, let's go to Briggsy at Old School Sig. Would you move to be near this new Market Street? Um, with that tweet, he had a picture of, I guess, the new one in Frisco with the tap house bar in the in the market street
0: yeah and he also had a picture of a wing bar where you could that's it that's what it was they had different kinds of wings and you just load up and you buy wings by the pound so that sounded pretty
1: marvelous yeah like okay the picture wasn't all that appetizing but i'm imagining though if if those pans were full of fresh wings I would I would go ham. Well, there were just,
0: fries and some other things. You know, you yeah, could, you I would could kind of mix and match. I
1: think the bar. Okay, so I I don't drink. That's not something that would entice me to go to this Market Street beyond it just being a Market Street. The wing bar would have been pretty cool. Um, maybe we'll get one of these new ones in Lubbock.
0: Well, we do. We have one. Uh, we do. Yeah, the one on Fourth in uh, Milwaukee has has a bar in it. Do they have wings? They I don't know go. about the wings. See, I've never been there. <laughs> and so that's what he, I thought he was talking about at first. Was It's like, uh, well, um, that is way, you know, we're in South Lubbock. And
1: that is... Hotty toddy. In, in,
0: in Lubbock terminology, that is like in Northwest Lubbock. That is way off. Um, that's a whole 15 minutes from here, which all you people in hey, DFW okay. are laughing right now, going like 15 minutes. I'd drive that just to get a cup of coffee. So, yeah, I'm I know, I know everybody's like My drive to
1: work actually takes 20 minutes, okay?
0: Okay, well mine's 7, but that's neither here nor there. But, uh yeah, man, I've got to go to that one, Briggsy, because that bar looks really cool Um, one of our friends on Twitter, I won't say who it was uh, because I don't know if they would want me to share. Anyway, they mentioned that they were they went to that new United here in town and they ran into a coworker
1: who Oh yeah, I remember
0: who, who had been there for like two hours. Who, and needed
1: to sober up before they could yeah, go home. <laughs> just went
0: to get orange juice but then have it, ended up having a couple of beers in the bar and then needed to walk around and kinda of sober up before going home and I was like, oh, Okay, that could happen to me. I could tell I could tell my wife, Well, yeah, yeah, I just go you know, real quick, I'll I'll go grab some butter and
1: yeah, real quick, run to the store the opposite side of the city <laughs> yeah, and hit go. the bar while I'm there. <laughs> Where were you? Uh, his grocery store. Grocery store the whole time was busy. so busy. <laughs> it's a Saturday morning. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> Why is your face red? I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's hot out there, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> I burn. Come on. You know this. <laughs> that was hilarious, though. That would I could see that happening. Well, you know, I'll, hey, there's the new bar. I haven't been there. And then, you know, two hoppy IPAs later, and you're like, I. I gotta eat some Mexican food or something, and kinda... I cannot go back to work.
1: <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta call in. All right, next question. This one's from Samantha, the the good wife at Mrs. Rogers. Now she didn't technically Twitter uh, ask this question to us over Twitter. She mentioned this in the car. We'll allow it though. Yeah, I, I will allow <laughs> it. This is. <laughs> she asked, "What new I restaurant guess. are you going to try next?" So she's talking to Michael and I. What new restaurant we going to try next? Um, and we were actually t- talking about this before the show started. I don't know if there's a new restaurant that we're going to try. Uh, we, we did try Max. You've already heard us talk about that. We did try that one other restaurant we heard really high recommendations of from Le bar. Really should have been the first um, piece of evidence of his food takes or trash. <laughs> because that restaurant Man, was... Man, you are just laying it on poor Mike questionable. today. ...questionable. Um, I don't know. It's not necessarily a new restaurant, but there's was, there was actually some news that came out this past week about some some drama at Durango's, which yep. is a, a hole-in-the-wall mom-and-pop Mexican place here in town. Uh, I guess, like, their night manager or night cook or something ended up stealing $15,000 from them, and it's gotten to the point where, like, their checks to their vendors and employees are bouncing. Yes. They're, like, in some serious trouble they have actually started a, a GoFundMe, and I was like, "Well, I don't know about that. I will support them and like going to the restaurant, eating because I, I I enjoy their food. Um, so m- maybe we'll have to make a trip out to Durango's and go to the new location up there on Uni- uh, University.
0: Yeah, that the new location. I think that's what's really hurting them the most um, is because they just opened the new location in December.
1: And then he was like, he was stealing from he was stealing from them.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean probably during that time maybe they had a lot going on uh, you know maybe he was running this one of the one of the restaurants by themselves they they've really handled I'm really impressed with how they've handled it because as of now they have not released the name of the person who who did this uh, but apparently everybody,
1: yeah everybody that knows the the owners and knows like really familiar with this group. Knows exactly who it is. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's. there's
0: no doubt. But as, as far as officially, you know, when they're interviewed by local media, they're not saying his name and they're, uh, you know, trying to take the high road as much as they possibly can. And, man, it just you just hate to see that because they just opened that second location because they were at that other location for, I think, 15 or 16 years and, um, you know, really built up a good... Uh, foundation there and then finally decided to branch out. And then right as they branch out, this happened. So yeah, that may be what we do next is try to support our local Tex-Mex restaurants. Cause man, that's just, that's sad. So if y'all are in town, go, go buy Durango's, try to, try to help them from uh, going under, help a family business that's just got hit hard.
1: The guy was writing checks to himself and then other employees so he wrote a check to somebody, like somebody else that was working there, didn't actually give it to him, and then signed it back to himself. Yeah. So he essentially wrote himself that check, but.
0: And I think he unvoided checks, and and or if there was something with voiding checks too that that yeah. he did. It was it was really shady. And Anyways, I think he'd been with them a long time, so that's awful.
1: Yeah. If you're in the area and, and you like some hole in the wall Tex Mex, it's it's decent food. Um, hit him up. Last question from Kyle Jacobson, at underscore Kyle Jacobson, which is interesting. He got an underscore at the beginning of his Twitter handle.
0: <laughs> I think that's pretty smart. Just get it out of the
1: way. Talk about the vote to abandon the Coliseum and Auditorium. So, I'm I'm not a person that's going to claim like any ties or any deep knowledge about this situation. I just know I I used to go to Texas Tech hockey games in there. I went to a, a Lubbock arena league football game in there. My wife's been to like the monster truck shows in there. I say, just get rid of it. It's ugly. You've got the, you got event space elsewhere in the city or plans to build that you can take on just about everything else that that building holds. I know there's some sentimental value. Like when they had the um, Texas tech rice basketball game in there, it was a pretty cool game. Um, yeah, because you went nostalgia. to that. Right? Yeah, I didn't did. you go to school. Um, I just don't think it's worth like it's not worth enough to keep it open and the lights turned on, all that kind of stuff.
0: I agree. For those of you who don't know the the auditorium and the Coliseum that's right next to um, the Jones. That's just west yeah, of the Jones. It's in the
1: parking lot. The west yeah. parking lot. For those of you who
0: don't know, Citibank used to put their name up on there. CITY bank the the local bank here in town and uh their contract expired and they chose not to renew it so uh, with that in mind the City of Lubbock got stuck with footing the entire bill for both buildings and and the upkeep and everything and that comes out to eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year to keep the Coliseum just there and what they've got booked this year uh, is only 200 grand, so the city's going 630 grand in the hole just to keep the Coliseum running. Um, just to 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 cut to the quick, uh, I don't know if Kyle's asking us if he wants me to weigh in on what I'm gonna do, but there's a there's a vote on May 5th open to the city of Lubbock about whether or not they should abandon the auditorium and the Coliseum and I firmly believe that they should because they have done a horrible job of keeping these two buildings uh, up to date they even passed a bond election in I think 2004 that was supposed to include I don't know how many millions of dollars to innovate the or renovate the Citibank auditorium and that was in 04 the money didn't even come through till 09 and then they used the majority of it to renovate the Civic Center Auditorium. So they didn't even use it towards the Lubbock Municipal Auditorium or Citibank Auditorium at that time at all. And they just mismanaged both buildings completely. Um, You know, there was a vote, I think, 20 years ago about uh, getting a bond in to build a new coliseum, and it failed uh, 51% to 49%. And that made uh, tech have to kind of take the reins on this and start get funding together for the United Supermarkets Arena, which has kind of usurped the Coliseum for the majority of shows and anything coming to town. So, no, I I definitely think it's time for it to go. I don't trust the city on managing it. Uh, They've shown that they can't. They will just take the money and then use it for something else and not use it for what it was in, intended for and on top of that the Buddy Holly Center is going to have a new auditorium and that'll be done by 2020 so that'll kind of replace this one the big thing with the Coliseum is the rodeo which you know that's one weekend a year but everyone really makes a big deal about that uh, it, good news isn't is that why,
1: why they can't demolish it sooner because they're already under contract for next year for
0: 2019 well i I think Texas I Tech what what's what would happen is if the if the city relinquishes this property it then gets turned over to Texas Tech and Texas Tech has chosen to honor the 2019 ABC rodeo at this coliseum. So, so the coliseum will definitely be here in 2019. So that makes me wonder, okay, now what? Does this does this upkeep and all this you know, eight hundred thirty thousand costs, dollars go to Texas Tech. Yeah, does that now go to students at Texas Tech? So, um, yeah, I think it's time to be done with it. I don't know what you'd do there instead. Maybe build a parking garage or yeah, something.
1: I, I don't even care if it's just a, a surface lot. Just expand it. You know, bring like RV parking back.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, don't, if,
1: I don't care. I just you would make money on that more than you're going to be making money on the on the building because right now you're losing six hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, and the auditorium has lost shows. Uh, there was a company out of Oklahoma who would bring Broadway shows here, and they've quit doing it because the auditorium is just not—it's not up to snuff. You know, they're not going to allow shows to be performed there. So it's it's uh, unfortunate that the city just dropped the ball on it, but they need to own up to it and and get rid of it, and. The United Supermarkets Arena will take care of most of the Coliseum things. And, you know, the the Buddy Holly Center or the Lubbock Civic Center will take care of auditorium stuff. And then that new agrarian center that they're going to build south of the airport, which is supposedly going to be in, you know, this, they're building all sorts of stuff south of the airport. Y'all should look it up. Uh,
1: but that's where the, the the rodeo would move to, right?
0: Right. That's kind of the predicted place where it would go. They're they're building a dirt arena that would seat 8,000 people, and it would be well more equipped for a rodeo as opposed to the Coliseum because the Coliseum is not equipped with the pins and everything that you really need to, to have a rodeo. I think they'd still have to do a lot uh, outside of the Coliseum just to make that functional, so... It wasn't even ideal for that, and this might even be a better place. I, I think there's a um, – I can't remember the name of it, but there's also been floated around – there's a smaller coliseum in Leveland that I think they could have a rodeo. Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling on that way too much, but that's my thoughts on it. He said talk about, and so I, I talked about it. <laughs> we did.
1: We did talk about it. I, did, I talked about it way too much. <laughs> All right, so what did we learn this week? Okay, I want to go first. I
0: learned that Lubbock continues to weed out the people who aren't strong enough to live here because on Sunday, uh, we had some pretty interesting weather. Um, I have a tweet from Matt Ernst, who we follow each other on Twitter. You know, name drop,
1: no big deal. Oh, yeah, because uh, he's a name to drop. <laughs> he is, man. He's, his first uh, 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 he's Lubbock, a Spurs fan. He's a fellow Spurs fan. What are they called? Meteorologist. Meteorologist. A Lubbock meteorologist follows you like, yeah, I gotta drop his name. It's a big deal. Anyway, well, because I want to read his tweet, so
0: uh, he tweeted this on Sunday. He said, we get some big temperature swings from morning to afternoon, but Sunday was impressive. Oh,
1: yes. I remember this. Go on.
0: Even by our standards, low in Lubbock, 32, high 93. The high tide or record for the date reached uh, a year ago and he said that is a 61 degree swing over about 10 hours. And I was there. Kind everyone. of a big deal. Yeah. It was
1: pretty gnarly. <laughs> <The> 61 <laughs> degree swing. Like it's almost to the point like so 32 degrees you know early April not really out of the question. You almost could have set like a low and a high in the same day.
0: It was close. I think the low was like 20 I remember seeing that on another tweet. The low is in the 20s. So we weren't too far from setting a record high and low in the same day. It was That was pretty bizarre. That's what I learned this week, is that Lubbock continues to weed out the imitators.
1: What was the date on Sunday? Was it the 8th?
0: It was the 9th.
1: No, because today's the 10th. Is it? Oh, no, you're right. It was the 8th. It was the 8th. Okay, the record low was a, was twenty three. So yeah, we twenty three degrees off. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What did I learn? I learned that grass seed is stupid, <laughs> or at least the labeling on the grass seed. These freezes aren't helping you at all either. I was told, because I'm, tell- I'm I'm taking the the packaging to be not disingenuous at all germination of this grass seed in six days we are coming up on day 11 and i got nothing i was like I, well, I, it's, I think i've it's... been messing with the watering schedule but i was like well, i, I want to make sure it's spread out i want to make sure i'm not watering too deeply where i just like just having water run off i want to make sure it's still staying wet like it's supposed to i've tinkered with it i think i've got everything down of course, days like Sunday are not helping when it goes from 32 degrees, where like water is on the verge of freezing, to 93 degrees. You're like, this is now we're in the middle of summer. Yeah, yeah. And then that, we're back today with like the high was in the 70s.
0: It's just not on your side, man. The weather has not been cooperating with your uh,
1: your plan to dominate the neighborhood. I know, and and I'm I'm frustrated. Like, I'm doing everything that I was told to do. I waited. <laughs> I may have waited too long, but then I would have been dealing with this kind of weather with grass trying to grow. I don't know. I'm frustrated. Grass isn't growing. I still have dirt around my house. It should be lawn. The neighbor's disgusting Bermuda sod is greening up. Yeah, it is. Finally. Yep. Although it's, it's not cold tolerant at all, so that. that, that cold snap this weekend Saturday night into Sunday may have thrown it back into a quick dormancy although the 90 degrees 10 hours later might have it's probably struggling just as much as I am
0: yeah I had a couple of roses bloom this weekend on we've got those kind of desert rose bushes and I'm thinking oh boy those those poor bushes are confused (laughs) they don't know what's what's happening because I noticed a bloom on like uh Friday and then all that crazy weather hit and oh
1: Sorry, sorry, rose bushes. Y'all are, uh, y'all are gonna have to figure this out. So, speaking of the weather, just okay. So, today, high of 73. <laughs> Tomorrow, high of 92. Thursday, high of 92. Friday, high of 65. Saturday, high of 60. Sunday, high of 70. Monday, 83. Tuesday, 86. Wednesday, 77. It's like all over the freaking place. That's yeah, fine. It's good. So Saturday when everybody's in town for the, the baseball game and the scrimmage it's gonna be cold. Yes. I have sixty. Sounds nice in the summer, but like sixty degrees is in the spring here where it's gonna be windy, it's gonna be a little cold. Bring your jackets okay. everybody. Also, learned grass seed. Six days was probably um aspirational <laughs> best case scenario definitely not working on, on my side like i said we're at day so i, I planned it friday before last i do have a calendar in front of me so we're almost at two weeks gosh
0: it'll, it be, up, it'll be up it'll be up soon
1: you'll be fine i hope so because i was told with fescue i may have to see it again to kind of fill in and i, I know i'll have to seed in the fall but i i know to get like a fuller turf i may have to see it again in the spring well it's like well i was told to do it two weeks after the first one i can't even get on it until it's growing yet so i can't walk on it until it's growing and roots have started to establish
0: dude you're not you, i mean you're not safe from a freeze out here till you get to like memorial day
1: well luckily again looking at the forecast friday saturday lows are 35 we should be out of the freeze for the next week or so <laughs> I, I, I just wish we had some like 80 degree day, like a week of 80 degrees and it was just it's a kind of grass growing
0: it'll be here sitting there waiting for grass to grow
1: because okay one thing I'm, I'm watering it so much like one I, the, I'm not getting any dirt like blowing around in my yard so there's that two I'm also watering a lot <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to that bill because we know LP&L in the city Ooh. of Lubbock Likes to yeah. really go after people that that use some water so yeah
0: yeah you're you're gonna get some uh you're gonna get into the those tiers those tiers where you're beyond certain so many thousand gallons it's gonna it's gonna hit you
1: luckily i mean it's only running like two or three minutes a zone at a time now, it, i mean it runs four times a day, so it runs yeah. the sprinklers run to eight. No, it runs six minutes, four times, so 25 to 30 minutes a day.
0: But that's every day?
1: Every day. And it's been doing Dude, that for two weeks now.
0: Uh, let me tell you, I would prepare for uh, three to 400, based off of what we did. Because we wa- had to do the same thing, and it was in August, man. We were watering grass in August. I don't know if i want grass
1: right now. <laughs> You're watering dirt. Change my mind. Yeah, th- and that's the other thing is I'm so afraid that like nothing is working that I would have spent those two weeks of water for nothing.
0: I know, but you've got to keep going.
1: I'm so scared. <laughs> just Especially that hey, bill coming in.
0: Well just ask um you know, ask Gibbs or Beard or somebody for you know, how are you talking how you could use that an extra five hundred a month?
1: Somebody just just pay for my student loans. Get, get a GoFundMe.
0: Get a GoFundMe for your for your lawn.
1: GoFundMe you do that lawn. for um, like you want to sponsor the program? Great. Just sponsor. know the first five hundred dollars a month that we make of going to student loans.
0: You could take, you could take like a you could section off the yard. This square yard, this <laughs> three by three square by. is sponsored by yeah. And send out a postcard with some updates. Get a Patreon account. So, yeah. Okay. Longest podcast yet. We did it.
1: Well, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm actually thinking about breaking this one up into two two parts. Oh, doing the yeah. actual sports talk, the hour, and releasing that first, and doing like a this question, this Q and A mailbag. That's what we'll call it. The mailbag. We'll release that like on Thursday or something. That makes perfect sense. I, I think I would totally be. On so board we'll have with that. two forty-minute episodes or two one-hour episodes.
0: Man, you guys, y'all week. had no idea what you were getting into when this started.
1: You get we, so much we content. We don't even know what we're getting into. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that that's perfect cutoff, because we, we, we hit right at an hour before we started the questions.
1: And we almost took an hour to answer the questions. <laughs> yeah, we like to talk, guys. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> it's like, who let these people have a podcast? Well, our wallets did, since we paid for it. <laughs> that's right, that's right. All right, for everyone here at the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast, me and Michael, thanks for listening. I'm assuming we're going to end up splitting this episode into two. Thanks for listening to both. Um, we'll figure out a way to get this bit back down to one episode, one one hour episodes, or maybe the mailbag thing is is a is a staple. We'll see.
0: Yeah. It's about to be the off season. We may be very thankful for the mailbag. We may have an all mailbag June.
1: Well, <laughs> in the, July. the baseball season will still be going. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thanks for for listening to the this week's episode. Uh, oh, I was trying to make a joke about. Um, parentheses S close parentheses episodes. Oh, I see the 20. And I, I it. Sorry, everybody. Eh, that's good enough. Anyways. Thanks everybody for listening to 23 personnel podcast from Michael. I'm Spencer. We'll see you again next week.